Okay, episode 15 on Friday the 13th. Welcome to... Can you fucking believe it, punk? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, obviously our listeners feel lucky at this point. Exactly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I've got my Colt 45 pointed right at this computer and it's right at you people. We will kill you through the interwebs (laughs) if we have to. Actually, no, because we have 15 listeners, so we don't want to take any of them out. <laughs> I don't know. All right. There are, there are a couple. Yeah, you know who you had. are. Yeah. Jeez. All right. All right. <laughs> so I think the hot topic this week has got to be G.I. Joe, am I right? Hot topic. By the way, just so you guys know out there, this is the least amount of prep time we've ever had. We literally had about four minutes. Yeah, you walked in the door. I said, hey, I watched this. He said, hey, I watched that. And And we sat down. And we hit record. So (laughs) if this sounds a little unrehearsed, more uh, more than normal. More so than normal. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so do you want to do G.I. Joe first or last? You want to lead with we'll, a bang? Or you want to finish with a bang? We'll go forward with the G.I. Joes. With the G.I. Joes. With the rising of the Cobras. With the rising of the Cobras and whatnot. Yes. Yes. I don't... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, that movie... My, my first impression of that movie was, yes, lots of money put into that movie. Big, yeah. big effects. Lots uh-huh. of lots of you know blowing shit up. Exactly. Somebody, namely Steven Summers, saw Transformers a couple times. I guess uh, there's a certain, but it's not. It's more Stephen Summers and less. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not as. Um, there's no Michael Bay. There's there's none of the flash editing. I thought there was a lot of Transformers in that movie. Uh, it the, was this... far. It was like, it was Poseidon Adventure compared to Independence Day. It was it was. Fairly yeah. sedate compared to a Michael Bay movie. Well, true. I, I, I can see that. And it had that summer's edge of goofiness. Yeah, yeah. Well, and plus, Brendan Fraser was in it, that one that one it scene. Was, yeah, yeah. Everybody's in it. Uh, Fraser, Vosloo, Vosloo. and, and um, what's the, his name? The Benny. Yeah. I, I can't remember the guy who plays his name. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and I, I actually turned to who I was watching it with and said... Well, what, is Rachel Weisz going to be? <laughs> I know, right? <movie? laughs> I'm watching it going, you know, where, where the hell is, what's her name, the, the, the Egyptian princess from yeah. the, you know. But I, <laughs> honestly, my opinion of that movie was that I had heard that that movie was just horrendous. Like, a lot of the reviews I read and people that I talked to and whatever said, that movie, oh my God, it's the worst movie ever, blah, blah, And it really, I mean... It wasn't any worse than any other big sort of brainless popcorn movie. That's what I. That's what I say. I think if you if you're gonna like Transformers, you better like GI Joe because they're they're the same. They're goofy and they're bright, big and shiny, and shit blows up. Right. Well, yeah. And the thing that the issues that I had with it were a couple of things. It was way too long, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I thought it was way too long. I didn't feel it drag. I did. But, okay, also, that, and maybe this was just because I went into it with sort of a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that, it's like, one more movie where one, a landmark, a world landmark has to get blown up, you exactly. know. It's like, come on, you know. <laughs> it's like, I mean. Well, I, I, I tell you, the political ramifications of movies like this. Oh, God, with and, the French thing? Well, no, no. Oh. Um, and it, it, the biggest... Uh, holder of this title of like most PC action movie is 10,000 BC, which I never saw. Yeah, so but it's like okay, so I'll, I'll talk about 10,000 BC for a second just to explain my point. 10,000 BC, all of these peoples of the world, uh, you know, are uh, of the prehistoric world, they're all you know, black and Hispanic and Arab and whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know how they're all within 20 miles of each other, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the way it works. Man. You know. <laughs> but they all end up, you know, going to fight the bad guy in his little pyramid, and the bad guy is a white dude. Like a Scandinavian pasty white dude. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the, the colored peoples of the world unite. Exactly. Right? And so this movie, again, 
and maybe it's just my childhood, G.I. Joe was the all-American hero. Right. And yet all of a sudden, G.I. Joe is this international, like, UN-run group with, you know, all the peoples of all the colors of all right. the world. Yeah, yeah. You know. The image. big bodybuilder Brit- British guy and the, yeah, yeah, the black guy. Mr. Echo from Lost. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the... Um, Arab gentleman from uh, Three Kings. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, I mean, I. That's the thing is that it's the, the tagline for GI Joe was "All American Hero." Yeah. And it's like none of those guys were American except for the one guy, Duke, who was <laughs> the worst character in the whole fucking movie. We, that guy was like, and you know what? I have made this. I've made mention of this more than once. When it comes to like the girls in these movies, the blonde girls, the sort of like, I, and I, what I said was that there's a machine out there and <laughs> just stamps them out, and they're just these blonde, sort of, you know, attractive, bland girls, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly now, there is a machine in Hollywood that stamps out the sort of, you know, good looking, sort of dark haired, rugged looking guys to be in these movies. Josh. Josh What's his name? What? Josh Duhamel or whatever his name is. <laughs> Josh Demel. He's in Transformers. Yeah. Right, this I know. Was, uh, and then this guy was like, I um, mean, he was almost the same guy. I know his name. He's he's uh, white trash from West Virginia. What's his name? He's white trash from West Virginia. <laughs> That's true. all we need to know. Um, if you, uh, fuck, uh, <laughs> Channing Tatum. That's well, there you name. go. I mean, but you can you can find video of him stripping online in a in a because he stripped when he was eighteen. Nice in Florida. I mean, this is how, where this guy comes from. He's an interesting guy. Well, either but way, I mean, it's he's the not same a very thing. good actor. No, he's not. And uh, what I'm saying is that it's basically it's the same character from Transformers to GI Joe. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And and so that was the the. City going down, the Paris, you know, the, the landmark going down. Uh-huh. The worst one, in my opinion, which I just thought of this when you were saying the worst PC one. Yeah. The worst one about the, the landmarks going down in a movie was The Core. You remember that movie? Yeah. Every single landmark in the world got <laughs> hit by lightning and exploded. <laughs> it was so funny that you mentioned this because I was just watching Rotten Tomatoes on Current. Yeah. Um, Al Gore's TV channel. Um, but, uh, and they had a segment where Nostradamus was predicting what would happen in the movies three, you know, 600 years later. Nice. And one of them was like, you know, uh, landmarks will always mysteriously be the place where things attack. Exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing is like with, with, uh, you know, with Armageddon and with core and all this stuff is if you really think about it. Most of the world is covered with water, so if there was going to be a bunch of meteorites falling to to Earth, yeah, chances are they're going to hit out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> and no one's going to really know except right. for the fish to get hit in the head. The chances of like a meteor striking, you know, Manhattan and knocking the top off of the World Trade Center or whatever it, are nearly nil. Yeah, right. You know? So, but anyway, there was that, <laughs> and then and then the fact that okay, so. One thing I noticed, and I don't know why I thought of this so much when I was watching it, is G.I. Joe was the group, as opposed to, it was this international group, whatever, and they were yeah. supposed to be the best warriors in the world. Uh-huh. And they got their asses completely handed to them, like three times in that movie. Especially when whatever Cobra broke in with the, with the drill, uh, oh, the yeah, drill yeah, yeah, ships. Yeah. They just got complete. All these guys, these G, these generic GI Joe guys. Yeah, yeah. They were just getting blown away and everything. I'm like, these are supposed to be the best warriors in the world, but they obviously aren't <laughs> up to snuff at this point. You know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I don't get that. You know, there's and that's always the way it works. You have to go down before you can come back up. It's no matter if it's a war movie or a sports movie or yeah. whatever it is. But I just didn't go get, well, you know, G.I. Joe is supposed to be this overarching, you know, uh, military force of the world or whatever. And yet there's no, like, G.I. Joe card that you can show cops. <laughs> that really annoyed me. And they all got arrested. I know, twice! Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what was, by the way, what was Marlon Wayans doing in that movie? I don't know. Really? I mean... Have we not he was had enough the of the sidekick? Have we had we have we not had enough of the weigh-ins yet? I mean, Hollywood can never have enough of the weigh-ins. Is, is... Well, there's enough of them where 
they sort of they you know they overwhelm Hollywood probably. There's exactly. like forty thousand of the Wayneses, and they just force <laughs> their way into the movies. But you know, I just it was such a it, honestly. I mean, it, it looked good. I mean, the yeah. effects were good. The, it was and, a, it was a it really for like a two hundred and fifty million dollar movie or however much that movie cost. It was over two hundred. Um, it was all on screen. It was. You're right. I mean, that that it definitely was. And I was thinking that watching it, I was thinking, wow, you know, there was not, there wasn't much money that they didn't leave off the screen here. Exactly. You know, so, but I, it just wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, it's not all there, but it's not all bad. <coughs> you know, I I went into it, you know, asking, uh, well, is this going to be the Mummy or is it going to be Van Helsing? And exactly. It was yeah. kind of in the middle. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as it could have been. Sure. It wasn't as as good as kind of Stephen Summers can be. Sure. Well, and the problem with Stephen Summers is that it seems to me, and I could be wrong because I don't know Stephen Summers, and if Stephen <laughs> Summers, if you're out there listening, let me know. But it seems like he has a sort of mentality of you know a little bit on the sort of uh, cheesy side. Yeah. Or, but it's but he knows broad. that. You know it's what I like, mean? It's really broad action. Right, but in G.I. Joe, I thought that he tried to make that more of a, just a straightforward action movie. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't as broad and strange as Van Helsing or The Mummy 2. Well, right, and see, even The Mummy, though, it, they, it, I think he got the fact that it was supposed to be sort of a B movie, even right. though it was a big B movie. Uh-huh. In G.I. Joe, I, don't think, I think it was supposed to be just a big action movie, and I don't know if Stephen Summers really... goofy. Well, I think that's just his shtick. Yeah. It always has to be a little goopy. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is my favorite character in the whole movie? Yeah. Was the one guy who had no lines whatsoever. Snake eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept waiting for him to do the whole reveal thing where he pulls his mask off and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> because they always do, you know I what know. I mean? And he'll, he'll pull his mask off and he'll be like, brother, I always meant to fight you, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't do it. And I was like, good for them. Because that's <laughs> such a cliche <laughs> bullshit. You know, I, I kept thinking throughout the movie um, that I don't know why people cast Sienna Miller. She's A, not attractive, and B, a terrible actress. Sure. So either she's really good at the BJs, <laughs> <laughs> or she's got the best agent in Hollywood. <laughs> it could be a combination of both. You never know. They look kind of made. They look kind of Exactly. Well, so my thing for G.I. Joe was that I thought actually it was better than I thought it would be, but at the same time I got bo- I got to where I was and I had sort of had it toward the end. Yeah. I was like, you know, all right, enough. I you know, <laughs> really I get too it. much I, G.I. Joe. Yeah, exactly. But I was I was a little bit struck by the fact that it was much more uh, much more violent than I thought it would be. I mean, it's a PG thirteen movie, yeah, yeah. so it's not gonna be that violent. Uh-huh. But uh, you remember G.I. Joe watching it in a cartoon as a kid? Yeah, you know. Nobody ever got killed. It was all the lasers. You know, they shoot lasers <laughs> at each other. And if anybody ever got hit by a laser, it would like it would like ricochet off their helmet. They'd fall over for a minute, and then they'd get up and be like, "Whoa, that was close." You know, well, because it was a Saturday morning cartoon, Amos, or maybe a Wednesday afternoon. Well, sure, I don't know. But in the movie, they're shooting arrows into people's eyeballs, and then they explode, and it's uh-huh. like, oh, okay. Apparently, GI <laughs> Joe grew up. But that's like. Those guys were like stormtroopers. They they lacked humanity because they lacked a face. Exactly. Oh, by the way, just a little aside, and I've never said this on the podcast, and I'm not sure if I've ever told you this before. Talk about stormtroopers. When I was a kid, and I'm going to admit, okay, dumbass move coming here. When I was a kid, when I watched Star Wars, I thought the stormtroopers were robots. <laughs> I didn't think they were real people. So when they got shot, they fell over. I was like, oh, a robot got shot. <laughs> Despite the oh, yeah, exactly. noises they yeah. would make. Yeah, that no. was just part of their programming. <laughs> so, you know, just an admission there. Sorry. All right. So anyway, your final verdict on G.I. Joe? My final verdict on G.I. Joe is a hesitant... Uh, what, what the hell was our rating system? Anyway, thumb up. Thumb up. Okay. Well, yeah, it, my, my, my final verdict on G.I. Joe was definitely not as bad as I heard it was. Yeah. I mean, I had heard it was like this piece of just stinking excrement, which, <laughs> it really, you know. So, with expectations that low, no, it, it, but it wasn't, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, it just wasn't that great. Exactly. 
So, whatever. Anyway, okay, moving on. <laughs> I did, I oh. wanted to mention that that goddamn, <laughs> like, after credit thing, or the, the, the thing with the president, got on my nerves. Because there yeah, the movie ends, and you're like, well, what happened to the president? And then you're just sitting there, and they're like, well, what's the point? It was too obvious of a lead-in to a sequel. To a sequel. Oh, there were so many lead-ins to a sequel. Okay, let's count the ways, Phil. There was the one with the president where he puts his feet up and starts whistling. He's obviously Vosloo. Then um, the, the, the evil ninja that fights the good ninja uh-huh. uh, falls into the water. But, he, I mean, obviously he's not dead because he just falls in the water. What, remember when they had that fight in the, in the – it was like catwalk. It was circular catwalk. And there was the, the ocean at the bottom – uh, the the good guys, snake guys, kicked the bad guy, yeah, wearing white off the railing, and he just fell in the water. He didn't, you didn't see him get killed. It's not like he cut his head off or something. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously coming back for the next one. Oh, and I gotta say, I have too many points to this movie. Um, <laughs> you know, when I heard they hired Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play Cobra Commander, I was like, yes, because he can do that voice. Yeah. I was expecting that voice, and I didn't get it. I wanted ah dear yeah, I know right that was got you are I'm like oh fuck where's the commander's voice exactly because in the cartoon the the Cobra Commander had the like weird sort of half helium half crazy voice <laughs> exactly but in the in the movie he That's was just what like he needed in the movie he was just this sort of generic gruff you know I hate GI Joe exactly yeah, yeah. Right. so anyway okay. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt though really the kid from Third Rock from the Sun is gonna be Cobra Commander what the fuck why not I don't get that at all I don't get that that don't work for me Phil <laughs> I, this might have to get me up off my porch <laughs> right well exactly <laughs> alright I think we've had enough G.I. Joe what do you think <laughs> Sorry, okay. What do we we got next? Uh, I don't know. Congo, old school. Mm. What do you want to talk about? Well, uh, let's see. Let's do old school just because we disagree on it so much. Okay. Okay, old school. In my opinion. And just, okay, we'll do this very, very briefly. Old school. In case anybody hasn't seen I think everybody's seen old school. These guys that are 30, in their 30s. Start a fraternity because they want to be immature and they want to, you know, relive their glory days or whatever. They're yeah. married, they're divorced, whatever uh-huh. they are. Okay. So, uh, Luke and Wilson. Hilarity in ensues. hilarity ensues, obviously. Yes. I mean, you know, uh, Luke Wilson rents a house near the college campus, you know, whatever. KY wrestling, whatever. Okay. So, for me, earmuffs. I, uh, yeah, the earmuffs thing, you know. That's Cock about the, the only joke I enjoyed in that movie. Okay, well, okay, let me say, no, 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 I'm just, okay, I was just trying, I know, I was just trying to think, okay, tell me first why you disliked it so much, because I know that very many, tons of people just really liked that movie. Yeah, thank you, Amos. So, tell me why you disliked it, because you're an idiot. No, that's not what I mean. nobody else in the world. No, I don't mean that at all, I don't mean that at all, I just, I just mean that... They're, they're, you know, the overall view of that movie from the general public is that they thought it was funny. I'm wondering why it is that you hated it so much. Because you told me before we started well, that you hated it. I do. And we know better than most that comedy is very, very subjective. Sure. Because I can remember going to see There's Something About Mary With You and like looking yep. at each other halfway through the movie wondering why people were laughing. Yep, exactly. And I thought of that same thing just today. I was like, because comedy is very subjective. We were in basketball laughing our asses off. And nobody else. Nobody else. They, people were looking at us like, why are you laughing? We were in something about Mary looking at each other like, why are these people laughing? There's one funny joke in this entire movie. <laughs> and it's I, the, the only enjoyable part of that movie is the credit sequence with Build Me a Buttercup. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best part of the movie. So anyway, comedy <laughs> um, is subjective. And I just, I think I've gotten easier, it's easier to like him now, um, but at the time I really, really hated Will Ferrell. Like, there are movies that I've enjoyed of his later, like Blades of Glory and, and what have you, and uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but this movie, it was, I think, like his first big movie... 
Because I think no. this was before Anchorman. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I think. It might be. Yeah, it was right around the same there. time, but yeah. But I think this came first. Um, and uh, I was so amazingly annoyed at it that I, I just... I, I mean, every character, except for the super boring ones like Luke Wilson... Um, was just, like, taken to the nth degree and no longer funny for me. Like, when Will Ferrell is running down the street naked, I was like, fucking A. <laughs> really? Get me the fuck out of this theater. Wow. And Vince Vaughn, the earmuffs thing, it was funny, but I... Uh, it's so hard to take Vince Vaughn. Little pudgy fuck. Um, he's not little, though. He's like 6'5". <laughs> no, he's not. He's like six foot. No, he's not. I guarantee he's he's a huge guy. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> We're quibbling I at this point. Okay. Yes. Um, I but I was telling you earlier, and I'll say it now for our fans out there in the podcast world, if we have any. Um, <laughs> but uh, but to me, that was when I really really started to notice the uh, pussy, or as you say, wussy <laughs> comedy, where uh, they essentially started making guy movies. Um, guy comedies that were, you know, full of fart jokes and dick jokes and whatever. Right. And uh, infusing it with insipid, annoying, cloying romantic subplots. Sure. Well, and the, the worst example of that is Wedding Crashers. Exactly. Because they marketed that movie as a guy movie. Guys will love this. It, they're partying, they're drinking, they're crashing weddings, they're having a good time, they're seeing boobs, they're picking up chicks. Exactly. But then all it was was this, this real kind of stupid love story. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I know what you mean, and I think that... May, I don't know if that was the first one, but I can but see, I can I see your point. Yeah, that's I mean, I, I really can. <clears throat> There's just think, a period in these 2000s where comedy died for me. Where, and it just became... Everything... Was, uh, you know, there was the same guys making the same movies with the same jokes over and over Well, and over you're again. definitely right about one thing. That comedy movies basically got taken over by this sort of... The Judd Apatow's, the Will Ferrell's, Vince Vaughn's, the, uh, you know... Ben Stiller. Ben's, well, Ben Stiller, yeah. Uh, but, Owen I mean... Wilson. Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson... You know, these there's like ten guys that make comedies now, and it well, or the um, big ones, yeah. Or you know, and Adam Sandler's obviously yeah, one of yeah. them. But I don't know if that's a good thing to have these ten guys well, making it, all the comedies. I mean, to a certain extent, comedy's always that way. You know, in the '80s, it was Bill Murray, and it was Chevy Chase, and it was whatever. But yeah, so you've always got a few big ones. But to me, these ones were just annoying. I just didn't get this whole last decade of comedy. I just, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, I mean, I see I'll go point. back and watch a Chevy Chase movie, okay? <laughs> yeah, you're I'll a funny go, farm, man. Come okay. on. I'll go back and watch Fletch. Okay? <laughs> Fletch. <laughs> yeah, I'll even go back and watch um, Deal of the Century. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I went back the other day and watched Strange Brew. I mean, come you on. You love that movie. I love that movie. I Ow, guess. Oh, my left nut. Oh, my left nut. Yeah, no, that movie. Oh God, I could just sit down and do a whole podcast by myself of just reciting, lines, <laughs> just reciting lines from that movie that I loved. Don't go watch it. Listen to me recite Listen it. To me do it. It's not as funny, but it's you know. <laughs> I don't know. I just well, the thing is though, I guess you have to identify with a certain type of movie, whether it's comedy or drama or action or horror, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. you have to identify with a certain. Uh, way they were done. Like, in the 80s, you know, there was a lot of the sort of revenge of the nerds, uh-huh. can't buy me love, all this, you know, these sort of movies like that, or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Well, but he, see, here's the thing. I think with the 80s, with a lot of the big comedies, like um, Fletch or Jumpin' Jack Flash or whatever, uh, at that time, they used to pair comedy with action and thriller a lot, and it works better for me. yeah. Now it's more like comedy with sort of the romance thing in exactly. it. Exactly. Which, but you know, I know exactly why they do that. It's well, because yeah, because they it want makes the it guy, a date movie. Right, exactly. They want the guy to be able to be like, hey, hey, look, they're crashing weddings. And the girl will be like, oh, they're falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> Can you buy me some more gummy bears? <laughs> 
Let's go see that again. Yeah, right. And I'll take mom. <laughs> okay, speak. There's there's two segues I have in mind for that. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of okay, one, let's go take mom. I could talk about he's just not that into you. Okay. Which I saw with somebody's mom. <laughs> or or we could watch Going the other way with the segue, which is let's go see that again. We can talk about Congo, which you went to see many times. <laughs> hey, that's the story. You can't give it away. Oh, yeah, I didn't give it away. Okay, I what, just do did a little ta- what do you want to talk about here? Let's do Congo. Well, you didn't. You, did you ever say what? I got it off my chest. Why do you like the movie? Why do I like old school? I think I like old school because. At heart, I'm an immature person. <laughs> and that movie is basically about being immature. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I love the fact that uh, they they start this fraternity and Vince Vaughn, at that, in the one scene where everybody's sitting around in the house and he's at the front of the, you know, in the front of the living room and he's like, we'll give absolutely nothing back to the academic community and we'll do no community service and whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of cool, you know? I mean, they, you know, these guys are just, just saying what everybody wants to do, uh-huh. which is let's just have parties, let's get drunk, let's do KY wrestling matches, and let's just have fun. Yeah. You know? And that's why I like it. And then the, and then the, I will say, one of the funniest parts of the movie, which is a Will Ferrell line, which I know you didn't like Will Ferrell at the time, but when he, they, they go up and they grab the guy out of the grocery store parking lot with a van, uh-huh. and Will Ferrell comes out and he's got the, the pantyhose thing on his head, and he tells the guy's wife, you say, about th- you say anything about this and I'll fucking kill you. And it just shows her face and her eyes get all big, and he's like, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, we'll have him back by nine. And I just, for some reason, he's just, he's just so angry, but then he wants to be nice. Because that woman just fucking kills him in that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a bitter person. <laughs> I'm a very bitter, immature person. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> lets me be immature. But really, though, I mean, how many guys would love to have the chance to just, uh, you know, have a party at their house without having to worry about what happened? Or, you know, have college girls come over and have a KY wrestling match or whatever. Well, yeah, but you're supposed to grow out of that phase. Yeah, but Phil, and you know this as well as I do, most people, even if they do grow out of it, they kind of think, you know, that might be fun. Yeah! And then they go, well, I got two kids now. <laughs> well, sure. I gotta go to my accounting job That tomorrow. Well, that's the Will, or the, uh, <clears throat> the Vince Vaughn character. Yes, it is. And I it was funny know. because I watched that, I actually watched that... With a girl, and she told me, like, you know that scene where Vince Vaughn is sitting in the in the upstairs bedroom with the college girl, and she wants to, like, get on him, and he says, no, I can't do this, I'm married, or whatever. It was kind of a funny reaction that I saw, because when he was sitting there talking to her, and she, and the girl is getting sort of, like, you know, worked up to the point where she wants to get on him, she goes, well, what a jerk he is. And then I was like, well, wait a second. And then... He says, no, I'm married. I can't do this. It, it was no, there was no like, oh, okay, we'll see. He's a decent guy. It was like, he's just not as much of a jerk. And I was like, well, wait a minute. He didn't do anything. He didn't kiss the girl. I don't know. It, it was a funny reaction. I think that's definitely a guy's movie. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Even though there is the romance thing in there. Yeah, yeah. But... You know, whatever. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just think it's funny because, like I said, a lot of guys would like to do that. Even though they are married or they do have kids or whatever. They would love... It's an escapist thing. It is. Yeah, I get it. Okay. So, I that's should... why I liked it. Good. Because I hate my life, Phil! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, he's just not that into you. <sighs> Okay. Which I didn't see, but Amos saw. So I did let, see. I saw We're going to give Amos a minute and, yeah. and let him talk a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and it'll be back to me. Yeah. I, know you, I know you love me more. <laughs> exactly. <Phil. laughs> so fine. It was good. I'm done. No, I, I'm just... <laughs> anyway, okay, so the movie is based on the book by, what's his name? Um, yeah. Greg Barrett or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So basically, <laughs> it is the story. It's a bunch. It's like four or five diff- separate stories of these various relationships and and whatever. And I don't know. It was 
I mean, it was obviously a, you know, a girl chick movie, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't bad. I. It was. It was overly. It was one of those ones where the all the girls in the movie are overly wound up about everything, and there was this one character in his, in particular who every single little thing which she overanalyzed and she over you yeah, know yeah. And, and I was just like you know and <laughs> I love women and I do but I just think they're crazy honestly I'm just like they are do you know I okay so at work my best friends are girls cuz I work in an office where it's like 90% women but um so I'm constantly having to like explain guys motives right and it's like when you think we're saying that something that we're not saying, no. We said exactly what we meant. Right. <laughs> well, and the thing is, in the movie, in that movie, um, the Mac guy, what's his name? Um, oh, the Justin guy, Long? Justin Long. He plays this guy who's a, he's like a restaurant manager. And he meets with this, the, he meets up with the girl who is the one that overanalyzes everything. Uh-huh. And he's sort of the voice of the author where he says, look... If a guy doesn't call you, it's because he doesn't want to call you. It's not because he lost your number or he got hit by a cab or whatever, his <laughs> grandma died or whatever. It's because if he didn't like you, he's not going to call you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty straightforward. Uh-huh. You know? But and I had this conversation and I was like, well, okay, a girl will think that there's all these 5,000 reasons why a guy won't call her if he goes out with her on a date. Aside from the one reason, which is maybe he doesn't like you that much. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the point of the movie almost. Right. But it had to show all these relationships. One of them, a guy cheated on his, cheated on his wife. And another one, a guy didn't want to get married to his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> Phil, cover me for a second. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> good job, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so the one the guy cheated on his wife, the other one the guy didn't want to marry his girlfriend, even though they've been together for like eight years. One of them, uh, you know, the guy was in love with this girl who just wanted to be his friend. Right. Uh, you know, all the, just the various sort of permutations of these relationships. Uh-huh. And the thing that was stupid was that you don't have to watch this movie to know how any of those relationships go. If you're a normal person and you've had any relationships in your life, you don't have to watch this movie. And I watched it and I will say, okay, and I'm not going to go on about this very long, but I watched this movie with three, not one, not two, but three drunk women. (laughs) And holy Lord, every single thing that went on. Oh my God. Can you believe he did that? Oh my God. What's that guy's problem? Oh, she's so cute. Oh, her hair doesn't look good. Wow, her eyebrows need plucking. It's like, oh, is this how women watch movies? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, wow, really? Is this how women watch movies? Apparently. Huh, I can't do it, man. <laughs> I was exhausted. I just remember talking to uh, my friends about that movie and they were just, oh my God. So I learned so much from it. Oh my God. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, see, in high school? Most of the time, these, a movie like that pretty much restates common sense to the crazies so that they get it. <laughs> well, and I don't, think that, I don't think that all women are crazy or anything like that. Well, but no, at the but same I time, think, it's like... I think the movie... I think, I think most people who are going to find that movie like revelatory in their relationships are a little unbalanced. Either that or they don't have regular relationships. Exactly. Yeah, so... Anyway, that movie, they had, I mean, obviously there was a lot of sort of big name people in it. I mean, Drew Barrymore, uh, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston, Justin Long, which I don't know if he's that big of a name, uh, (laughs) Jennifer Connelly, um, the guy from The Hangover, what's his name? Um, Something Cooper? Bradley. Bradley Cooper, yeah. Oh, and believe me. And if anybody doesn't know out there, Bradley Cooper, if you're listening, the ladies... They like you. <laughs> every time that guy came on the screen, all three of these women were like, he is gorgeous. <laughs> like, Just like that. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's like, wow. Okay. So Bradley Cooper, popular guy apparently with the ladies. <laughs> so, 
that's all I have to say about that because honestly, that's I, all I have to say. Yeah, I'm not gonna go too much into it. Okay. With the women and such. Oh my god. <laughs> so you want to do a smoke break? Or do you want to do it's yours? Time for the smoke break. Oh, we got it. It's all. It's only 35 minutes, man. We, we're pretty much on schedule. We're right. back, yo. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Alright, so, um, you know, we got uh, Congo next. Oh. Congo, come on, man. It's the greatest terrible movie ever made. Well, you know, I heard this joke, and I swear, I wish that I could figure out where I heard this, or where I could look it up to, to be able to write it down and recite it to you, uh-huh. but um, there was this joke I heard from somebody in Hollywood that was like, okay, you take an Oscar-nominated director, you take an Oscar and or Emmy uh, winning writer, like three of them, uh-huh. you put and an Oscar winning uh, cinematographer, a Pulitzer Prize winning author or some shit like that, yeah. and you put them all together, what do you get? Congo. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The, uh, the writer, <coughs> the writer of Moonstruck, who I think actually won an Oscar, yeah. the director did Arachnophobia and Alive. Right. And is one of the uh, the greatest producers, say, mostly because he's been hooked to Spielberg, right? Frank Marshall, but um, and then Laura Linney, who's received like a bevy of Oscar nominations, right? And then, um, uh, okay, yes. brain farts. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Crichton, yes, who was a best-selling author for Correct. forever, uh-huh. and then you get Congo. Which you was Congo. what was it that you you said in the email that you sent me a, a glory a glory of crapulence or something? Yeah, it's a, a masterpiece of crap. Ma- masterpiece of crapulence, which it is. And I I tell you, mostly I wanted to talk about this movie so I could get out the fact that I had embarrassingly <laughs> seen the movie eight times in the theater. <laughs> well, and then when you said that to me earlier, I was like, well, it's because it was for free when we were working in the movie theater, right? No. <laughs> no, I would like, I would steal the car and late at night and go to the late showing of, of Congo. Like, it was just something I did. And you, I think... You know you were probably about 13% of that movie's gross. I think I was. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but, and I know the reason why I did it. It's because I looked at it and I'd read the book and I loved the book. Yeah. And I looked at it and I went, everything that you could possibly do wrong to fuck up this movie has been done wrong and the movie is totally fucked up. And so I'd go to see it and I'd be like, wow, if you did it that way, it would have been so much better. Right. Wow, if you did it that way, it would have been so much better. Right. It's like if there was... It was like I could write a whole, I think I have like written whole things you know, master's theses on why Congo could have been better. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it, it, it's funny too, because you, what you're talking about, you watch that movie and you go, okay, you had a decision. You had A or B. A is the right decision. B is the wrong decision. <laughs> they always pick the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. Every single time. Except for one. There is one great, cho- great choice in that movie, and it's Joey Pants. Joey Pantoliano is so good in that movie. I love it. They land. It's the best scene in the movie. They land at this airport in like Congo, and well, and um, and they're good. No, they're someplace else, and they're gonna fly across the border to Congo. And so Joey Pants is their like operations man on the scene, and so the the like president of the country's car blows up on the tarmac, and and so somebody else is like, who are those guys? Best line in film history. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, and it doesn't pay to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I love then, that so much. Well, and then Tim Curry, too. I oh, mean, my God. Best story ever. He, w- he rejected the vocal, the, the voice coach, and said, no, nah, I'll just wing my Romanian accent. <laughs> and so you come up with, I am Herkimer Homolka, formerly of Romania, free now from the chains of Ceausescu, traveling the world... Doing good. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that to just to make you do that line. I love a Romanian that line. philanthropist? Something's voodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Romanian philanthropist? I'm not sure if that's even... I don't even know if the I English language pay. allows that. I will pay for Amy to go home. It's <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah. And then Del... Well, I mean, some of it's like so bad. It's, it borders that some of it's so bad. Like Delroy Lindo. Yeah. <laughs> 
Stop eating my sesame cake! <laughs> Some well, of it's funny, but it's not. But the thing is, too, is it's like, I remember reading the book. Yeah. And I didn't like the book as much as you did, but I mean, it was okay. And For me, it's number two. For Martin Crichton, it's my number two favorite book. Yeah? What's the one? Sphere. Ugh. It's his best book by far. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which I frequently am, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I'll just say it. Okay, you're wrong. All right, all right. But no, but, I mean, the cinematography's too bright. Amy looks stupid. The, 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 the bad apes look even stupider. The <laughs> sets look bad. God, the sets were horrible in that movie. Oh. That was one thing I thought, okay, look, you can't... I mean, with a movie that has enough of a budget, mm. the sets will be one thing yeah. that you can't really screw up because, you know, they've got these guys that have been building sets in Hollywood for 20 years, <laughs> whatever, but the sets look terrible in that Terrible. Way. God. I was like, that looks like somebody's backyard. Yeah. With full of pl- fake plastic plants. Even though the main character is like, you know, who we're supposed to see the movie through and you're, he's supposed to be a little milk, milk toasty, Dylan Baker... Is like the most boring actor in film history. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> the only thing that, for some reason, and I don't know why I always remember this, but the scene where they set up the lasers yeah. to like shoot the gorillas, uh, I, was, I was thinking, wow, th- this is just so bad. Like the lasers, are, and, and in the book, it wasn't even lasers. What it was is the, the motion tracking guns, right. and it would shoot the gorillas if they came well, out. Well, but uh, see, that was. Um, I think you're remembering it wrong. They, they did have the motion tracking guns, and then they had the lasers as like an alarm system when the, when the apes got too close. Okay, so maybe I thought it was... A, okay, I, I, maybe I was remembering that wrong. But at the same time, I thought when I saw the movie and, and I remembered back to the book, I was uh-huh. like, this is ridiculous. They tried to make it a little more high-tech or yeah. you know, futuristic, and I'm just... Well, I don't, I, the, the writing is so bad in that movie that it's astounding. I just... <laughs> As I'm thinking about this movie, it just flows. Feels like when you go here. to um, when you watch that opening scene where Joe Don Baco and Laura Joe Don Baker and Laura Linney are talking like in the command room, yeah. and it's laughable. It's like holy Jesus. He's like she's going. She they're both like on. And they're like, I'm not going to go unless you say it's for him. I do. And I'm not going to do this if you say it's for that. I am. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> People don't talk that way. I know. It's yeah, no, weird. I know. And jo- I mean, come on, Joe Don it's Baker. It's a little too high energy at the beginning. Yeah, well, there's always movies that there's way too much. It's like, you want to have a movie that's high energy at some point. Yeah. But, but there's movies that... You, you're like, okay, look, I get that you want to be high energy, but tone it down just a little. <laughs> you went way too far. Showgirls is a good example of that. True. I mean, that's just frenetic and just like, please, calm down. <laughs> wow. But anyway. Okay. Um, uh, see Congo just to appreciate its terribleness. It's monkey bonishness. <laughs> to use that phrase from like three episodes ago. It is kind of monkey bonish. No, well, see, I think I thought monkey. Bo- when I think of something as monkey bonish, I think it's like mind fucking. And this is not mind fucking. It's just so bad. <laughs> Everything's wrong with this movie. Right. Well, and I- yet somehow it still manages to be somewhat enjoyable for an hour and a half. Right, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Just the monkey bonus thing. I just, <laughs> that just kills me every time. <laughs> monkey bonus. All I can think when I think of that is like the end of that movie where like Chris Kattan is swinging around from his intestines. And I'm like, whoa! Yeah, no, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a time out here for a second. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm back with it now. Let's, let's move on. Amos is back. Yes, we're back. I'm back. Um, well, so was there anything uh, other than he's not just not that into you that you saw that you wanted to talk about? Um, well, you know, just older stuff like uh, I saw Fast Times, which you said you didn't like. 
No, we, Fast Times was never my favorite. Okay, well, we don't worry about that one then. Did we have anything else on the... Well, yeah, I, I mean, uh, there are a couple I saw. Okay, go ahead. Well, uh, okay. The first one was Made of Honor. Oi. The, uh, Oy. what's his name? Dylan, is it Dylan McDermott? No, it's, uh, McDreamy or oh, whatever. Oh, um, the guy from Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick. Okay. Patrick. Dempsey. Dempsey. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Finally pulled it out. <laughs> um, and, uh, essentially, it's a remake of My Best Friend's Wedding, uh, with a dude instead of a girl. Right. Um, and this, like, Scottish nobleman instead of Cameron Diaz. Um, and it's just, it, like, my, my best friend's wedding was, like, kind of the nice version where, you know, she's after him and she, she's really trying to break him up and everything, but at the end she realizes that, oh, they should be together and I've just missed my chance. Right. This movie... I don't know if it's just misogynistic or it's just like, well, the guy should get the girl at the end. Really? So at the end of the movie, Patrick Dempsey wins. He breaks into their wedding <coughs> and confesses his love and she changes her mind. What? Like in her wedding dress at the altar, she goes, you have the worst timing and kisses him. Wow. And breaks up with the dude on the altar in front of everybody. I'm like, this is just me. Wow. This is just a mean movie. I, I mean, can you imagine the havoc that would wreak if that was really totally. somebody's life? Yeah. You know, the woman would be destroyed. Her whole family would be ready to kill the guy. Yes. You know, and then, she, oh man. Wow. That's all I could think of was like equating this. It's like, why the hell is this the ending? No way in hell should, could you, should you make a movie like this. And have him actually break up the marriage at the end. Well, okay. Well, and see, this is not something I can ask you necessarily, but I'm going to ask any listeners out there that are listening. As a, and I know that we have female listeners. I know we do. <laughs> I know we do. Yes. But let us know. Okay. Is that something you want to see in a romantic movie? I can't imagine that there are women out there that would be like, you know what I want? I want somebody to break into my wedding and take me away from my husband and ma- and break my whole family's heart and blah 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 just because oh maybe it's like you know oh you don't have good timing i know what a bunch of crap and literally it's the last 5 minutes like they go from this busted up wedding like immediately to them to like cut away fade to black fade up wedding in bed you're like oh jesus really yes. oh god like th- this movie was just in bad taste yeah that god it sounds like i haven't seen it but that <laughs> sounds like really bad taste it was I mean, just I wonder if, and see, I have to wonder if that's a movie that, you know, was written by somebody who was like, you know, God, maybe, you know, I'll just stick it to all these girls, but I'll just do it in a way that they won't realize or something like that, you know, whatever. Because that's shitty. That really (laughs) is. Yeah. I I mean, even in the, even in the, 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 uh, sort of romantic comedies I've seen, you know, lately, which was more than, you know, normal. (laughs) Um, you know, they, they, like say for example, in the one I talked about, the proposal, uh-huh. uh, they were going to go get married, and it was a sham marriage and whatever. And she admitted she had right on the altar, whatever. She admitted she's like, you know, yes, he would do this for me because I told him to. I kind of blackmailed him to, whatever. So I'm going to go home now. Well, okay, fine. She was maybe being an asshole, but at the same time, he was going through with it, and she sort of said, "I don't want to fuck everybody's life up." Yeah. But in that movie, what it sounds like is, oh, we'll just screw everything up. Exactly. You know, who Uh cares, right? Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) exactly what it was. Anyway, those are my feelings on Maid of Honor. (laughs) Bad taste. Don't bother (laughs) seeing it. Um, The second movie I saw, okay, like, picture it, 1984, New South Wales, Australia, The Beach. Nicole Kidman, like 18, still with red curly hair. <coughs> BMX bikes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Those Ooh. guys are good. They are. BMX bandits. I saw it. I said it. <laughs> BMX bandits. <laughs> I love it. It was terrible. Oh. It was like embarrassingly bad. Wow. Like I didn't quite realize I was... Okay, 
So there, there's kind of in the 80s uh, what's considered Ozploitation. They made a movie right. not quite Hollywood, and I need to see it. Yeah. Um, but so if you think about it, there are all those great, weird Aussie movies from the 80s, like Mad Max and Beyond Thunderdome and Roared Warrior. And, well, and, and we um, talked about one last week, Fortress. Fortress and Dead End Drive-In and all this stuff. Uh, and BMX Bandits is in there somewhere, but it's a kid's movie. And I wasn't quite expecting that. Is it a kid's movie or is it... Yes, it's the... Well, okay, so here's the setup. So, like, these guys uh, are BMX guys and they ride all their bikes all special and newfangled and what have you. And, um, and they really want a BMX park in, in, this, in Manly Beach where it's set. And Manly the, Beach? Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um... But and so they they uh, managed to get Nicole Kidman fired from her job and she joins their club, and, <laughs> and she's better than they are on the BMX bikes. Woo. Really? Yes. Oh, and wow. um, and so then like the plot goes on and there there are these thieves who rob a bank, and then they're gonna rob another thing, but they have these walkie talkies that they need to get in order to do it. I don't know. They're they're like police band walkie talkies. They were okay. special. They were imported all the way from America, as they say in the movie. Um, <laughs> and okay. so, but the kids find the package of walkie-talkies first, and so then the rest of the movie is a chase scene with them being chased by these guys trying to find their walkie-talkies. And these guys need these walkie-talkies so badly to rob this bank that it's like the only way they can get to this payroll. It's, well, it's like they they want to ro- rob like an armored car. Okay. So they need this police band radio. Whatever. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> Stop looking Sorry. for logic in BMX bandits. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> By the way, but, uh, just as an aside, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, uh-huh. I feel like um, a Bond villain right now. <laughs> I have a cat sitting on my lap, and I'm stroking it, listening to you going, hmm, interesting. Yes. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, literally like, okay, 15 minutes of setup. Hour and 15 of chase scene. <laughs> Five minutes re- resolution, which manages to go into the credits. <laughs> I mean, literally, they chase him all over. And it's just like, wow. They take their BMX ba- bikes down like, you know, water tubes. Like a, <laughs> right. um, a water world or something. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and then they get up and they ride off. And the, and the oh, oh. It just goes on and on and on because the car is not quick enough to catch up to the BMX bikes. Right. Can't take the turns. So, but I mean, it's the kind of movie where um, when the bad guys don't find what they like, they go, "Oh, poo!" <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was like, "Okay, it's a kids' movie." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poo! Well, that's even better in an Australian accent. Exactly. Oh, poo! Right. <laughs> that's awesome it's a funny movie I think more to think about it if you watch it it's just kind of depressing (laughs) (laughs) I can't recommend BMX Bandits (laughs) to anyone unless you're like a hardcore need a fix Nicole Kidman fan wow well didn't you say that that was her very first movie according to Netflix it was the first one listed she may have done something else but according to BMX, well, okay. Um, so, you know, I guess BMX Bandits, I'm not sure. That sounds like sort of a thumbs down. At this point. <laughs> it was a thumbs down. Let's just make that clear. It was most definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just love the whole, oh, poo. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny because uh, the first chase scene, because like first time they chase him on foot in a cemetery, with masks on. And I and I had to think about Fortress. And I was like, wow, in the 80s, the Australians really like to put their villains in, you know, Halloween masks. Well, yeah, I mean, why not, right? There's wow. a lot. I don't know. Jeez. Do they even celebrate Halloween in Australia? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is educational, <laughs> people. We're, whatever. We're talking international stuff here. Okay, so um, are you BMX I'm bandits? Done. Anything we're else? We're done with BMX okay. bandits. Well, um, oh what? no, we're not. Director <laughs> Brian Trenchard Smith. What? Really? Also the director of Night of the Demons Two. Are you serious? Yes. 
That's funny that I actually recognized that <laughs> name. Because right when you said it, I was like, no way! Brian Trenchard Smith! I know that guy! <laughs> okay, well, Brian Trenchard Smith, give us a call. We'll work with we you. We salute you, my we'll, sir. BMX Bandits and Night of the Demons 2? Coppola. I mean, wow. look out. <laughs> For Brian Trenchard Smith! <laughs> He's coming up. 20 years ago. He's blown up, yo. Um... <laughs> Anyway, here's one thing that I wanted to actually sort of, uh, considering that, uh, you know, one of the bigger movie times of the year is around Christmas, that kind of thing. I was going to introduce a new segment, and I completely blindsided you by this, so I'm sorry. But movies that you are looking forward to seeing. (laughs) Forward? Forward to seeing. Yes, there was that extra R. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> it's like people who say punkin. There's a P in there. Pumpkin. Yeah. What did I say? Look forward to seeing. Look forward. F O W O R D. Forward. <laughs> yeah, I studied ebonics at Inglewood High School. <laughs> oh. So, okay, what are you looking forward to seeing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> seething rage. Flames um, on the side of my face. <laughs> Healing breaths. Anyway, um, what am I looking forward to seeing? <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, well, 2012 came out this week. Yeah, I I'll would very much like it. to see that. Uh, mostly just to see shit blow up. Well, we uh, why, do you, why would you go see a... a you know, a Roland Emmerich movie, except for to see shit blow up. Exactly. Um, you know, I remember reading that when they actually cast Matthew Broderick in Godzilla, they said every character we've ever written, every main character, James Spader, and uh, who the fuck was it in Independence Day? I can't remember. But so all of their main characters are supposed to be Matthew Broderick. James Spader. In Stargate. Dean oh. Devlin and Roland Emmerich always wanted to have Matthew Broderick in one of their movies, and so they wrote their char- their main characters, like James Spader, yeah. for Matthew Broderick. Really? And there was a character in Independence Day who was supposed to be Matthew Broderick, but now I cannot remember who it was. But, oh no, it was uh, Goldblum. Goldblum was supposed to be, was written for Matthew Broderick. Oh lord. Um, and so they finally got him for Godzilla, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Not so great a choice there. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? It's I was like, flipping through channels the other day, and I saw, and I was trying to find the football game on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I went through the Spanish channel, and Godzilla was on in Spanish, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit!" I have to watch this for like five minutes. I'm like, I can wait for the football game, and <clears throat> Matthew Broderick. They were dubbing his lines in Spanish uh-huh. on the Spanish channel, and they got this guy who sounded. Nothing like Matthew Broderick <laughs> whatsoever. You know, Matthew Broderick is semi-nasal and he's a little, you know, he's like, oh, this this creature is uh, is both female and male. Yeah. And this guy that was doing the voice was like, Uncreature. Huncho. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> he can't even finish his I joke, can't even finish it, but he was just like, uh, you know, <laughs> he's like, as uh, male and female. And I was like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Matthew Broderick. <laughs> you know, I well, that, that's, uh, when you watch movies on Univision or something, it's never going to sound like them. But it was so obviously... Like, Ameri- just... A lot of American actors are very nasal. And a lot of Mexican voice actors are not. Yeah, so it's always it was... like, no, <laughs> please don't do that. It was so funny, though. It was <laughs> <it's> like... <laughs> And female. And it was like Matthew. And I saw this sort of like kind of this voice <laughs> and you coming were just, out. The dichotomy of, of, just, Ma- of watching Matthew Broderick and hearing this voice. Right. I could see this like six foot two Mexican dude with his <laughs> hair slicked back and like <laughs> and a, a mustache. And like a fucking cigar in his hand, you know. Like, it's not Matthew Broderick. Senor Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the closest Mexican equivalent. <laughs> I love Senor Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so anyway, 
Other than that, what am I looking forward to? Um, oh, Lord. I don't know. Uh, 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 the, the Christmas Carol, I love. Really? Yeah. I had no interest whatsoever in that well, movie. Well, I tell you, I'm, I love that technology. It's, it's kind of fascinating to watch. Polar Express, it was really infant in its yeah. infant stage, and so Tom Hanks looked a little crazy. <laughs> he looked a little creepy and <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but then, like, Beowulf, I loved Beowulf. And the key to these movies is seeing them in IMAX 3D, because then it's like, holy shit, Beowulf! Yeah, right. But they're great, and so I have an interest to see it. I, I actually, I'm, I'm sort of on the opposite side of that. I don't like that technology. I think it looks just, <laughs> even as much as, I mean, I saw Beowulf, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, granted, I didn't see it in... IMAX 3D, but mm-hmm. I saw it, you know, and um, I just was like, eh, I don't like it. I would rather see either A, an animated movie, uh-huh. or a live action movie. One of the two. Yeah. So, I'm not really a big fan of that, and so honestly, I tend to stay away from those, because I've seen a few of them. I've seen Polar Express, I've seen Beowulf. Um, There's only one more, it's Monster House. Well, right, but Until I mean, now. yeah, but I just, I just, I'm like, no, I don't really like it. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. I don't agree. Okay. Well, <laughs> fine. Don't agree then. Obviously, we have very... Since the beginning of this podcast, we agreed at the beginning. Now we're getting further away. <laughs> but, uh, now we're just, it's getting icy. Yeah, we're just like looking at each other like... <laughs> anyway. I like old school and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually looking... For, I, I'm, I would like to see uh, 2012. Yes. Um... I'm, I'm sort of looking... The more I think about it, as weird as it sounds, I am sort of looking forward to seeing uh, Legion. Yeah, well, that's January. Well, I know, but... And I tell you, um, actually, I think after you leave, we may go see The Fourth Kind. Um, yeah? And I, I, I really... I love Mila Jovovich. I don't know why. She's a terrible actress, and most of the movies she makes are shit, but I love her. There's <laughs> some, like, soft spark, soft piece of my heart that says, oh, Mila... Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we salute you. <laughs> and I and I don't know. It, it looks kind of fun, although it seems like Elias Coteus is playing the exact same role as he did in Haunting in Connecticut. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. If you're Elias Coteus, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, you play the you play the same role yeah. You play the same guy, but well, <laughs> or you put on a Jane Mansfield wig <laughs> and get in crash. Exactly right. <laughs> well, um, I will say that I'm going to go see and. I have a confession to make to uh, the world. Uh-huh. I'm going to go see full what um, full <laughs> full moon, new uh, moon, new moon opening night. Woo! And I think that everybody <laughs> out there can figure out why. But I am because you like Taylor Lautner. Totally. <laughs> you called it, bro. Because I have a girlfriend that wants me to go see it with her. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go see that. Well, I tell you, I read the book. It's a lot better than the first one. Twilight, and the movie Twilight is just no good. Sorry. The first Twilight movie was complete and total shit. I don't know if I go that far. I but it hated it. But it's, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. It's not that bad. I'm going to get in trouble when she hears this, but... <laughs> no, I, I hated that first movie. And I'm, lo- and I'm looking at well, the... Well, this one's better. I'll just... I'll, I'll, okay, fine. Fine. Plus, I, they got rid of that Catherine Hardwick lady and... I guess, like, the first movie was a mess, is what I keep reading. Like, um, Hardwick couldn't really figure out how to direct it. Right. And she didn't know what to do with special effects. She yeah. never worked with them before. And so I guess that they essentially had to fire her. And to have the editor complete the movie. Yeah. And it was saved in editing, as the old saying goes. Right. Well, no, I heard that, too. That she was basically a train wreck, and she didn't know what the hell she was doing. Yeah. So, hopefully, the... They got uh, Chris White's. Unfortunately, his last movie was the... Uh, what was the polar bear movie with Kidman and... The what? The one with the polar bears. Fuck. Golden Compass. Shitty oh, yeah, movie. yeah. That was the worst movie. Well, ever. that was produced by the same guy that produced uh, the Narnia movies, who is a Denver guy. Yes, my uh, Stan Schutz. 
Is it Kronky or Anschutz? It's Anschutz. Okay, so yeah. That was like his one of his other big yeah, yeah. things. But anyway, so I'm going to go see that. I, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I will give it a shot. I will give any movie a shot. Okay? I'm an equal opportunity movie viewer. <laughs> I mean, I watched fucking He's Not That Into You. <laughs> Come fucking on. Fucking hell, I submitted myself to that shit. Twice. Twice. anything. Twice. 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 Because the first time, the girls were all drunk. Okay? Twice. So they didn't, they didn't pay attention. The next day, when they sobered up and woke up, they wanted to watch it again. It was still on the Comcast because it was on the pay-per-view. So I watched it again. You know, at least I can say that the last movie I saw twice was District 9. That's at least respectable. Sorry, Amos. Hey, look, man. <laughs> you know? I do anything for love. Hey. I... <laughs> I'm reminded of Mystery Men Zai Gesund. <laughs> Mystery Men. <laughs> There's not enough beer in the world. Sorry. I'm sorry, Spleen. <laughs> We're yeah, well, okay. We're so. heading towards the cliff. Yeah, we're going there. Let's get it back. Let's get it back. Well, let's just end it before we get there. All right, fine. Oh, speaking of ending it before we get there to the cliff, <laughs> I also saw, I don't know what the hell is going on this week, but I also saw a little piece of Thelma and Louise in Spanish. Oh, God. See, the problem is, is that if I try to watch TV and I switch the channels... I don't have the remote to just go right to the same channel. I have to push a button to go off through all the channels. Uh And if I I saw Thelma and Louise, and I was just like, ah, you know, maybe I'll watch this for a minute. And then I was like, oh, Spanish. Like, (laughs) of course I'm going to watch this for a minute. (laughs) And it was the point where uh, uh, Louise, Louise is Susan Sarandon, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. She's talking to the cop, and she's trying to convince the cop not to, like, arrest her or search the car or something and I haven't seen the movie in, in the middle time. of the desert yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. and it was so funny because she's all worried and she's like you know in the movie she's like please officer you don't have to do that you know we don't we, you know we're fine we didn't have to do that and in Spanish she's just like por favor officer you know whatever it's <laughs> like this is so weird <laughs> I think it was assassinino a... substitutos <laughs> <laughs> impacto profundo that is the best impacto profundo which, and I've said this to you many times, profundo is not the same as deep. Well, wasn't that Portugal? Oh, it was yeah, Brazil. yeah. But like deep and yeah, deep yeah. are two different, you know. Profound hit. I don't as know. opposed to like deep, like down under the ground. Yeah, okay, okay. So, whatever. Where are we going with I this? don't know. Okay, Phil, you know what? Maybe you should take us out of this fucking mess that is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? 